Hey guys, it's Brie. You are listening to Brief. So this is Lord of the Flies by William Golding. And Claire's going to do it with us. Hello. (laughs) Because for some reason she likes this book. For lots of reasons. Also, I just would like to address my nasal voice and say that (laughs) I'm on day, who knows, over 10 of having a cold. So I'm sorry. And just know that I hate myself more than you hate me right now, so. Tell us why you like this book that I hate so much. Because you don't hate it. I don't hate it. I just don't like it. I like it because I feel like it's super raw in describing the dark parts of human nature. Like, take away humanity, take away society, take away rules, take away everything that we live in. This book just portrays what we could turn into, basically, if we had nothing to check ourselves, no rules to live by, nobody to answer to, like, it's just the dark side of human nature, and I feel like he writes it well, and I feel like, I don't know, like, there are for sure parts that I hate, but at the same time, there's, like, a little part of me that's, like, I I don't want to say I get it, because I... Spoiler alert, they kill someone. I totally would have done that. (laughs) Like, I don't want to say that I would do it, but at the same time, it's like, you don't know what humans are capable of when you strip them of society. Do you think that it would have been the same if it had been girls instead of all boys? (laughs) Or if there had been any girls there? No. (laughs) I feel like if it had been all girls, they would have come together, built a ship, and sailed away, and the book would have been two pages is long (laughs) but instead it was a bunch of boys who couldn't stop fighting long enough to freaking keep everyone alive some of them are power hungry and it led to death that's just a metaphor for our country (laughs) and if there had been a girl there they probably would have made her be the maid or something yeah (laughs) she would she would have cooked and cleaned yeah because that's what she'd be good at like she's just naturally good at that kind of stuff she just belongs so it's not that they're making her but like if she's better at it then why shouldn't she do we need to clarify that that was a joke or do you think they got it (laughs) i hope they got it okay should we jump right in then okay so lord of the flies was published in 1954 it was written by william golding he won the nobel prize for this book he was born in 1911 died in 1983 he was born in england he went to oxford he's obviously best known for lord of the flies he was knighted in 1988. Him and Elton John have that in common. Yes, he was knighted. Lord of the Flies has been made into multiple movies and plays. That play sounds terrible, honestly. So bad. And it's about a group of boys who are stranded on an island and they're trying to survive. Okay, we're going to go into major characters. We're only going to talk about four. There's a lot of characters, but these are the four main boys. Go ahead, Claire. Uh, Ralph is the first one we're going to talk about. He's described as fair-haired. They, I don't know, I don't remember if they specifically say this, but they allude to, like, his handsomeness. Like, he's good-looking. He ends up being the leader of the pack for the most part, and the boys kind of voted on him because he's calm and he just has an air of authority. Again, I think that's because of his looks. 
He's a fair player, is level-headed. All he wants in this entire book is to keep the mother fire going yeah <laughs> the smoke he's like so set that's his entire role as a leader is like we have to keep a smoke signal he just is trying to get everyone to survive and the boys kind of vote for him to be their leader okay the second character is jack um he sucks he's also ugly <laughs> they describe him as crumpled and freckled which <laughs> crumpled <laughs> crumpled <laughs> crumpled i feel like i imagine a pug yeah like, he's just like everything a bulldog is face. smashed he's just smashed um they also say that he has angry eyes he's just not he's just he's kind evil. of an evil kid he represents the worst parts of human nature i yeah. feel like throughout the whole book he wants to be chief and he's angry and super embarrassed when they don't choose him to be chief and, and because he shows up with his whole choir boys and they don't vote for him. Well, they do vote for him. They're do the they? only ones that vote for him, but there's not enough. And then it says in the book you can like tell that they wanted to vote for Ralph, but they felt like they couldn't because Jack would be pissed. And then to appease the choir boys and specifically Jack, Ralph puts them in charge of hunting. Which backfired. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Simon is the next main character. He's kind of weird. He's just like an odd person. He kind of passes out a lot. He gets nervous speaking in front of the whole group and then will just like fall over, which honestly, part of me is like, is that just from malnutrition or like <laughs> lack of water? Like the kid just needs a bottle of water. Um, but he's smart and he keeps trying to tell them from the very beginning who he thinks the beast is that everyone is scared of, but he keeps passing out before he can tell them. All right. So last character we're going to talk about is Piggy. We never actually find out his real name. He tells Ralph in the beginning that he doesn't care what they call him as long as they don't call him what they called him in school, which was Piggy. And so Ralph was being a dick. And so he was like, this is Piggy. So mean. And then he never found out his real name, but he's super fat obviously really awkward super annoying and needy but he's also really smart and he's the only boy that thinks like an adult in some ways i guess not always but he he's the smartest he's also weak and he doesn't do any of the work so nobody cares about him they consider him an outsider and nobody listens to what he says except ralph sometimes does ralph tries to but the whole book ralph is torn between jack and piggy yeah because Piggy's like the adult figure. But Jack's like cool. And Jack yeah. teases Ralph for liking Piggy. But Piggy knows what's best. So Ralph's, yeah, he's torn between like trying to be cool. But also like wanting to stay alive and knowing that Piggy has the best ideas. Now we're going to just mention the themes so you can pay attention to them as we go through it. First one is civilization versus savagery and how the boys in the beginning start civilized and like slowly become savages. The next theme is morality and the idea that evil is an inherent character that maybe we all have. For sure, actually. Yeah. For sure we all have it. <laughs> I guess it just depends how far it goes. Yeah. The next theme is the loss of innocence. They don't really talk about how old these boys are. The they youngest, The youngest are like six, they say. But the older boys, I, I think they're, they're like, like 13. 12 or 13. Yeah, I th yeah, for sure. But the last one is the individual versus group. Okay, chapter one is called The Sound of the Shell. So the book opens with two boys, Ralph and Piggy, on an island. We find out that there's 
some sort of nuclear war going on. It's unspecified, but probably like World War II. Yeah. If it was maybe published in the 50s. Anyway, I maybe it's just a made up war in the book, but their plane crashed on this island. There's no adults. The pilot died, I'm assuming. And there is just a big group of British schoolboys, all different ages. Piggy is following Ralph around and <laughs> Ralph is trying to ignore him. And they walk through what they call the scar, which is like the stretch of land that the plane crashed into. So it's all like flattened. Yeah, cleared. They walk down on the beach and they wonder where all the rest of the boys are. And Ralph and Piggy introduce themselves. Piggy tells him he doesn't want to be called what the boys called him in school. But Ralph thinks it's funny that they called him Piggy. So he just starts calling him Piggy. Doesn't even ask his real name. Down at the beach, Ralph takes off his clothes. Oh, he's 12 years old. I didn't know that. I thought it never said. So Ralph is 12. And they both undress. And they're like, I don't know, being boys, I guess. And Piggy suggests that they have a meeting with all the boys. They start talking about where they came from. And Piggy says that both of his parents died and he lives with his aunt. And Ralph says that his father's in the Navy. And he says that he'll come and rescue them as soon as he can. Piggy's like, well, how does your dad know that we're here? And Ralph says that they would tell him at the airport. But then Piggy reminds him that the airport was just hit with an atomic bomb. Yeah. Also, it seems like Ralph has this like disillusioned idea of his dad. Yeah. <laughs> like your I, dad's not coming, dude. <laughs> exactly. Also, I mean, he's 12, so he probably just, it's like, dad will save me. Okay. So then they aren't sure at this point if they're on an island or not. And if they are, they realize that they might be stuck there until they die. Piggy sees a conch shell in the water and the two of them dig it up. Piggy teaches Ralph how to like blow in it to make noise. And he starts blowing it and all the boys start coming out of the trees and down to the beach. The first boy that comes is a six-year-old boy named Johnny. They come and sit on a platform. And I don't know what they mean by platform. I'm assuming either a dock yeah, or like just like a big rock. Yeah, I just pictured kind of like a raised piece of land. <laughs> yeah. So, but they call it the platform the whole time. So all the boys come down. There's two twin boys, which are kind of the other main characters that we didn't talk about, Sam and Eric, and they're never not together. And when they mention them in the book, their names are like slewed together. It's like Sam and Eric is Sam one word. Sam and Eric. Yeah. And then a group of boys come out of the trees wearing black cloaks. These are the choir boys. The leader boy is Jack Meridu, and he asks where the man and the boat are, assuming that the horn had come from a ship. And Ralph's like, sorry, sorry, dude. Just Not me. a ship. <laughs> anyway, then Ralph tells everyone that Piggy's name is Piggy, and they all laugh because Ralph's being a jerk. And right away, Piggy's ostracized. ostracized. Like, right yeah. then, they decide that Piggy's, like, the lowest on the totem pole. He, yeah. And it never changes. Because he's, I mean, he's the only one, really, that's fat. And Yeah. Well, and, like... And he wears glasses. Yeah, and also, I don't know, I feel like alpha dog, right? Like, mm -hmm. they immediately had to decide, like, who's the leader and who's the least. And yeah. Piggy was the least. So, a bunch of boys introduce themselves... I'm not going to name their names because they don't matter. 
Is that rude? They say them, their names literally once and yeah, that's it. and that's it. So Jack challenges Ralph for the chief position. The boys see that Jack seems like the obvious leader because he's like, I don't know, stronger, maybe bigger. But all of them want Ralph to be chief because they say on page 22, it says, there was a stillness about Ralph as he sat that marked him out. There was his size and attractive appearance and most obscurely yet most powerfully there was the conch. So they just all kind of gravitated towards Ralph as chief. So they voted on Ralph except for the choir boys voted for Jack because they felt like they had to. But Ralph is chosen and to appease Jack he tells him that him and the choir can be hunters. So Ralph's first order of business is to take Jack and Simon. Simon's the smallest, so I don't know why he chooses him. But he takes Jack and Simon and they walk around to make sure that they're actually on an island. Before they go, Piggy protests because he wants to go with Ralph and Ralph embarrasses him. Piggy tells him that he's mad that he told the others that his nickname was Piggy. And Ralph says, better Piggy than fatty. (laughs) And then he tells him to go back and take names because he tells Piggy that his job is to figure out all the names of the boys and like count them basically. So the boys walk along the beach. They climb up some rocks until they can see the whole island. They walk back down to the beach and tell the boys what they saw and that they don't think there's any other people on the island besides them. They'll have to find their own food and a little later they run into a pig and Jack takes out his knife but gets too scared to kill it and runs away. Because Jack's actually a coward just like all bullies. Exactly. So that's the end of chapter one. They find out that they're actually on an island and they're trying to figure out what to do. Chapter two, fire on the mountain. The three boys get back to the beach. Ralph blows the conch and every time he blows the conch, it signals that he's calling a meeting. And I love that everyone just obeys, at least for the first part of the book. Like they just do it. Well, and even when there is separation, they still come back. Not 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 always, always, but like for a little while, they still come back. Yeah. So Ralph tries to basically just organize like he tells them that they need to establish some rules and follow them if they want to survive so the first rule that he comes up with is that whoever is holding the conch gets to speak it's like a talking stick and nobody can interrupt them except ralph because he's chief piggy takes the conch and tells the boys to listen to ralph and not be disruptive piggy's really not doing himself any favors like i get it he already has some strikes against him but like he's just kind of a kiss ass and every time he does something to like defend ralph i'm like dude chill like be cool (laughs) just chill out okay so ralph tries to give them some hope he tells them it's a good island and they'll be okay to survive there even though he has absolutely no idea and he's terrified on page 35 he says which i guess it's just page 35 of your book yeah it's my book around page 35 he says until the grown-ups come to fetch us we'll have fun He's, I feel like he's just trying to, like, lighten everyone's spirits, especially yeah. the little boys. There's this one of the small boys. He's described as having a birthmark on his face. He comes forward and whispers to Piggy that he saw a huge snake thing. He calls it Beastie, and that's, like, the introduction of this 
beast that lasts throughout the whole book. He insists that it's real, even when everybody's trying to tell him it was a dream. And then Ralph says the first thing they need to do is build a fire so that the smoke will attract anyone who could save them. So his father in the Navy that he's obsessed with told him the queen has mapped every single island so they know about this island and eventually boats will come. So he gets all the boys and they go up to the top of the mountain and they have to make a fire and keep it going so there's Mm -hmm. constantly smoke. Piggy, of course, tries to stop them, saying that there's other important things to do. Probably. Okay, that's mean. <laughs> Probably get food. Um, isn't the isn't he thinking, though, like, we didn't count everybody. Like, we need to yeah, make sure we count everybody. He's trying to count and, like, get everyone organized, but no one's really listening. Yeah. So they go up, they gather a bunch of wood, they pile it together, and they... Realize that none of they, them can yeah, start a fire. Yeah, they realize that they're all stupid and don't know how to start a fire. So one of them just, like, grabs Piggy's eyeglasses off his face and, like, start the fire that way. Anyway, so the fire burns, they need to find more wood, and they realize there's no smoke coming from it, so they throw on some leafy branches because the green leaves make smoke which we all know this about fires but apparently they didn't they're young little boys (laughs) definitely not boy scouts they clearly didn't go to boy scouts ralph says that there's the hunters but then they also have to look after the fire and constantly keep it going so that there's a constant stream of smoke jack says the choir boys will do it they will look out for ships in the ocean Piggy gets mad, tells Ralph that he doesn't listen to him, and he always tells him to shut up, but that when Jack or Simon talk, Ralph listens, which is true, but also Piggy, don't be annoyed. (laughs) They watch the fire, they get worried that the whole island will go up in flames. Piggy's mad because they should have built shelters first, like before it gets dark, and he's getting mad because they don't have a head count, and he notices that that small boy with the birthmark who complained about Beastie is missing, and they never see him again. Literally never see him again. Sad. And they don't actually even clarify that. Like, you just, throughout the book, they just say like, oh, and that boy with the mahogany like birthmark is still gone still gone but they never find his body they never like he's just kind of gone yeah they just like ignore that fact like they i think only one of them mentions it in the end when they're talking about all the things that have gone wrong and And it's just like a side yeah it's just silent like nobody talks about it yeah all right chapter three is called huts on the beach so this chapter opens up with jack and he's hunting, obviously enjoying it because he's psycho. Not that hunting's un- not enjoyable, but <laughs> I didn't mean to offend you. Let's talk about the second amendment really quick. <laughs> anyway, he keeps looking over his shoulder because he's scared. And he really wants to catch a pig. Only for egotistical reasons. For sure. I hate him. He for sucks sure. so bad. I mean, they do need to eat something other than fruit. Sure, but that's but not why. No, he wants to kill it because he wants to kill a pig and like have all the glory. So they don't catch anything. They go back to the shelters. They go back to Ralph, who's building shelters at the time. Ralph is complaining that no one's helping him with the shelters except Simon, even Piggy, because he's lazy. And Piggy has asthma. Yeah, asthma. Asthma. (laughs) They're British. And so when Piggy says he has asthma, he's like, oh, asthma. Like he's like mocking him, but that's what it sounds like he says it. And I don't think they know what asthma is. Anyway... Piggy doesn't help at all. In the beginning, all the boys were super enthusiastic about building the shelters and they helped with the first one. But then with the second two, they all left to go swim or play and Ralph and Simon are the only ones building. 
Jack suggests that they call a meeting. He says that Ralph is chief and should be able to demand that the boys work. But Ralph says that won't work and he's super worried about the shelters because of the beastie. So Jack and Ralph don't like talking about this, but most of the little boys still believe in like the snake thing or the beastie on the island that that first boy talked about. They say that it comes out at night and neither Jack or Ralph will admit that they're scared or that it could be real, but they're obviously scared of it. Simon walks up and hears them talking about this and sees that they won't say snake or beastie and says it himself. And he says, the little ones act as if the beastie or the snake thing was real. They tell themselves that the little ones are being crazy, that there's no snake thing. But then Jack tells them that when he's hunting, he sometimes gets the feeling that he's being hunted. He says, it's as if something's behind you all the time in this jungle. But then, of course, they convince themselves again. There's nothing there. And Ralph says, again, the best thing that they can do is get rescued. So they just need to keep the fire going. And it takes a minute for Jack to remember what rescue means. And this happens a lot in the book. This is like the first time, I think, where the boys start forgetting things. At one point later in the book, Ralph yeah. forgets, like, why are we building a fire? Like, he well, can't think of it. a lot of times in the book, yeah. it says, like, Ralph was talking and he had a point to make, but then this wall kept going up and he couldn't remember anything that he was trying to say. Yeah. And, and I, like, I blame that on malnutrition, right? Well, for sure. <laughs> and water. But also, the argument could be made that that is them switching from being civilized to being savages. This whole book, as I sit here with like 17 half-drink water bottles surrounding me, like I get so stressed for the lack of water for them. <laughs> like, I'm so concerned with how thirsty they yeah. must be so thirsty they never talk about it though i know and it stresses me out okay so jack and ralph start fighting about which thing is more important hunting or shelter and they walk down to the beach ralph again says that no one helps him except for simon it says he wanted to explain how people were never quite what you thought they were and then they notice that Simon isn't with them anymore and they think he went to the bathing pool and they go down there to find Simon, but he wasn't there. He'd gone into the jungle and it follows the book follows Simon for a minute as he walks around and he finds an open like clearing full of sunshine. It says the whole space was walled with dark aromatic bushes and was a bowl of heat and light. As he's walking in this clearing, he keeps checking behind him because he feels like he's being followed. Okay, chapter four is painted faces and long hair. So it talks about how the boy's daily life turns into a pattern. The small children, they don't really do anything except find fruit to eat and they just play. But they are still getting night terrors and bad dreams about the beastie. Ralph is an adult figure to them, so they listen to the call of the conch and they come whenever it's blown. But they are mostly ignored by the big kids and they just kind of stick with each other. The birthmarked boy is still missing, but nobody acknowledges it. So this chapter talks about how even without adult influence, the children still seem to know right from wrong, and they still seem to feel guilty when they do something mean, which, I mean, it doesn't last, so I think... <laughs> That's why the author notes at this point yeah. that it's still there. Like, they're not completely uncivilized yet, and they still know when they're doing something wrong because it wasn't that long ago that they had parents and adults around them. It describes a scenario where one of the boys, Roger, is throwing rocks at a smaller boy, 
but he misses him on purpose. And it says here, invisible yet strong was the taboo of the old life. Round the squatting child was the protection of parents in school and policemen and the law. Roger's arm was conditioned by a civilization that knew nothing of him and was in ruins. So basically, he was raised in civilization and it hadn't left him yet, even though he was completely un... What's the word? Monitored. Unmonitored? Yeah. He didn't have a anyone he babysitting him. He was not monitored. <laughs> but I mean... That just describes integrity, basically. Yeah. Like, what you do when you don't have to do good, when no one's looking. So, Jack calls Roger over, shows him the clay he founds, and he says he's going to use it as camouflage for when they go hunting. And he paints his face red and white, and they all go hunting again. Piggy tells Ralph that they should create a sundial so they know what time of day it is. <laughs> Nobody cares Nobody what time of day cares, it is. Nobody cares, Piggy. <laughs> But he's completely become an outsider of the group at this point. He doesn't do anything but try and tell Ralph what to do. Ralph basically shuts down the idea of a sundial. A minute later, they see a ship far off, like on the horizon of the ocean. And Ralph gets super excited, but they look up and there's no smoke coming from the fire. So they run up the mountain. They're naked, by the way, because they were swimming. And so as they run up the mountain, they're, like, getting all cut up, which just adds to, like, the anger. And their frustration. Yeah. So they run up. Ralph is way ahead of Piggy because he's chubby and slow. <laughs> and he's torn because he needs to get up there but to start the fire. But he needs Piggy's glasses, but Piggy's way behind him. So he goes up to the fire. It's completely out. And then the ship is gone. So Ralph gets really emotional. He gets really mad, upset, frustrated that the fire watchers let the smoke go out. So he sees the hunters at that point coming up the mountain and they're carrying a dead pig. And they're singing this creepy chant that says, kill the pig, cut her throat, spill her blood. So Ralph is just blood boiling at this point. And when the hunters get to them, he's pissed. And it's funny because he's pissed because... Him and Simon and Piggy all know that a ship just passed by and didn't see any smoke. But at the exact same time, the hunters are just caught, killed their first pig. So they're so happy, which nothing makes me or most people more mad than someone being happy when you're pissed at yeah. them. Like yeah. you're, so Ralph is just even more frustrated. So they come up. They are like dancing around, telling him all about how they killed the pig. And Ralph just says, you let the fire go out. Jack kind of tries to play it off and is like, oh, we can just start another one, continues with his story, and Ralph just keeps repeating, you let the fire go out. So then Jack gets defensive and says they have to hunt in order to get food. Ralph tells them, yeah, but there was a ship. You said you keep the fire going and you let it go out. They might have seen us. They could have rescued us. Jack and Ralph get into a fight. Whatever. I just feel like Jack's lazy and like hunting is fun for him. So that's all he wants to do. Also, he's evil. He just wants to kill. He things. just wants to kill. But like sitting there tending the fire is boring. Mm -hmm. So he's like, no, that's not important. Well, and, and Jack never quite understands the importance of the smoke. Because he's stupid. Yeah. So Piggy pipes in because he's mad too. And after a couple of comments, Jack punches Piggy in the stomach. Piggy's glasses fall off and one of the lenses crack. That part made me really sad because I, know. I have contacts and I can only last 30 minutes without them in without getting like a crazy headache. So I think about Piggy on this island with one cracked glass oh. and I'm like, he must have been so miserable. And his eyesight is like really bad, they say. 
Jack finally apologizes for letting the fire die, but Ralph is pretty pissed and doesn't forgive him. They start another fire. Ralph doesn't help. He like stands right where the fire is. So they or have was. To make a new spot. Yeah. yeah he just everyone site. knows how pissed he is. So they don't do anything. They just like move the fire somewhere move else. Him, which good for you, I guess. Stand your ground. They cut up with the pig, they roast it on the new fire, and they eat. Jack doesn't offer any to Piggy because he didn't hunt, to which Piggy says neither did Ralph or Simon or a lot of the other boys. Simon, little cutie, gives Piggy his meat. Which Sounds makes... sexual. <laughs> Simon, gives Simon Piggy... little cutie. <laughs> Simon gives Piggy his portion of the pig. <laughs> Stop. Grow up. And... Yeah, it pisses Jack off because Jack is evil, but he gives Simon another piece anyway. Jack is embarrassed because he knows at this point that he ruined things by letting the fire go out. And he was really wanting praise for killing the pig, but instead just got in trouble for letting the fire go out. Someone asks, Maurice asks to hear the story of the pig, so Jack tells it. And when it's done, Ralph says he's calling an assembly down on the platform, which I think was just a power move. Yeah, he didn't he's need just an like, assembly. He's just like, nope, Jack sucks. I'm I'm in charge. Let's Jack, go. Jack, we don't care about your stupid pig. <laughs> we don't care about the I'm blowing the conch. Chapter five. Beast from water. Ralph goes down to the platform and starts planning his speech. He's being very careful about this speech because he needs the boys to understand what he's trying to say. So as he plans, he has a lot of adult thoughts going through his mind and he isn't really sure how to process them and mostly ignores them. And he blows the conch finally and all the boys come down and assemble. And he tells everyone that this is not a fun meeting for laughing like the other meetings, that this is a business meeting. Things need to change. Ralph says that they had initially decided that coconut shells would be filled with water from the stream and left near the shelters, which they did for a while, but no one does this anymore. And then he asks, he says, who built the shelters? And there's an uproar because they're all saying, we all built the shelters, but Ralph corrects them. He says, everyone helped build the first shelter. Four people built the second and only Ralph and Simon built the last. And then he says another thing. They chose the rocks by the pool as a bathroom, but now everyone just seems to go wherever they please. And he says it's dirty and gross. Piggy reaches out, tries to grab the conch, but Ralph refuses because he means business and he has more things to say. He says the fire is the most important thing on the island. It's their only chance of being rescued. And he says, look at us. How many are we? And yet we can't keep a fire going to make smoke. Don't you understand? Can't you see we ought to die before we let that fire out? He says that they almost set the island on fire with all the small fires that the boys are making for their food. So he says from now on, there's only going to be one fire. It's on the mountain. And if someone wants to cook their food, he can walk up to the mountain and cook it on the fire up there. And he says, you voted me for chief. Now you do what I say. His last point of concern is the fear that everyone has in the beastie or the snake thing. He's like, we need to talk this out so we can decide if there's nothing to it. And then we can be happy again. And he sets the conch down. (laughs) Jack immediately takes it because he's stupid. And he blames the little boys for causing fear about the beastie. And he calls them babies because they don't help with anything and they just cry and have nightmares, which is rude. They're like six years old. Like, I'd cry cry too. Yeah, I'd cry as I am now. Seriously. 
Jack says, fear can't hurt you any more than a dream. There ain't any beasts to be afraid of on this island. Serves you right if something did get you. You useless lot of crybabies. But there's no animal. He's such a jerk. Ralph cuts him off and he says, what is this about an animal? Because all they've ever called it is a snake thing or a beastie. And Jack says that his hunters sometimes talk of a thing, a beast, some sort of animal. But then again, they say there is no beast on the island because they're trying to convince themselves and everyone else. Jack is like, I've been all over the island. I've never seen a beast. And he puts the conch down. And Piggy picks it up. And he says, there's no beast, nothing to be afraid of in the forest. But he says, they definitely have fear of something. And maybe it's that we get frightened of people. Which again is an adult thing to say. And nobody understands what he's... I don't even know if he understands what he's saying at that point. <laughs> Probably not. But I, that's, I feel like maybe just a foreshadow. Yeah. Like, they're just afraid of each other. Yeah. I'd be afraid of Jack, honestly. Well, I'd be, I'd be terrified of any type of society that had no rules. Mm-hmm. Like, that is my nightmare. Yeah. Which, at this point, they tried to have rules, but now they're all doing whatever they want. Yeah. So, this is Ralph, like, trying to dial it back. So, then Piggy asks the little boys, he's like, who thinks there's a beast? Come forward and tell us about the beast. So a boy named Phil comes forward and he says he had a dream that he was fighting those twisty things in the trees. He woke up from the dream, went outside the shelter, and he saw something moving in the trees. He said it was something big and horrid. And after a while, they figure out that Simon had been leaving the shelter at night and going on walks to that clearing in the jungle. And so they're like, oh, it was just Simon. And Ralph takes the conch back. And then another little boy comes forward. His name is Percival. And he tells his story. He says he's frightened. This little boy reminds Ralph of the missing birthmarked boy, but it says that he pushes the thought aside (laughs) because they'd never numbered the boys after he went missing because they knew at least one was missing and they didn't want to be faced with the reality of what that meant. Because again, we never find out what happened to him. But like, can you imagine how terrified you would be if a boy just disappeared? Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. So Percival tries to tell a story, but he can't stop crying. And they finally get him to speak and he says that the beast comes out of the sea. And Maurice points out that they don't really know for sure that there isn't a beast on the island. And then they all start arguing again. Simon takes the conch and says maybe there is a beast, but maybe it's only us. And then he becomes inarticulate because he can't speak in public. But it says, Simon became inarticulate in his effort to express mankind's essential illness, which is, well, I think that evil is inherent. Like, they're all just turning into savages slowly. Yeah, that without any checks and balances, we'd all eventually turn into this. Beasts. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the thing inside of us that makes us want to hurt each other. And not even physically. Yeah, in any way. In any way. Okay, so the little ones start laughing again. They just kind of start losing it and they start talking about whether or not they believe in ghosts and then everyone starts getting scared and Ralph tries to regain order and he tells everyone that he doesn't believe in ghosts and he calls a vote on it. Piggy gets mad and he's like, what are we, humans or animals or savages? What are the grown-ups going to think? Jack gets angry. Who do you think you are, Ralph? Telling everyone what to do and giving orders and Ralph's like, you voted me chief. Jack says, who cares? Who cares about the rules? And Ralph says, because the rules are the only thing we've got, which is true. So true. (laughs) Like that's the only thing that is holding them together. But Jack says, screw the rules. We should just go hunt the beast and know once and for all if there is one. 
and all the boys get up and follow him into the forest except Ralph, Piggy, and Simon stay behind. Piggy tells Ralph to blow the conch and get them to all come back. Ralph says, if I blow the conch and they don't come back, like, that's it. Yeah. Like, if he loses his authority at this point, then they're screwed. Then they're screwed. So Which he I won't. totally yeah. get. <laughs> so he won't do it. He says, if that happens, then we'll be like animals and we'll never be rescued. Piggy points out that if Jack becomes chief, they'll become animals too. Because at this point, you can tell that there's a separation happening. There's some power moves being made. Ralph starts to wonder if beasts and ghosts are real and if they're just watching them waiting to attack. They start worrying because Jack hates the three of them. Piggy's like, if Jack becomes chief, he'll kill me. He says, I know about people. I know about me and him. He can't hurt you, Ralph. He's talking to Ralph. But if you stand out of the way, he'd hurt the next thing. And that's me. Because he can see that Jack is straight evil. Well, yeah, Piggy's basically saying, like, Jack knows that I see everything. Like, Jack knows that I'm smart. He knows that I read him. He knows that I read myself. Piggy knows too much, and I feel like that knowledge scares and threatens Jack. Mm -hmm. So he's like, Jack will kill me. And that's true. He would. Yeah. Anyway, they just wish that the adults could get a message to them somehow. Like, give them a sign or something to know what to do. Okay, chapter six is Beast from Air. And that night that the boys are talking about a sign coming, there's a pilot that parachutes down and lands... On the island. And yeah, we assume he just dies on impact because the way he's described is basically like anytime the wind catches the parachute, his body comes up and then it just like lays flat again. So he doesn't really move or anything. Sam and Eric are at this point watching the fire and they see the pilot and I think they're thrown off by the parachute and like by the fact that the body is moving And they can't tell what it is because it's nighttime, so they think it's the beast. And so they get scared and they run down the mountain to wake up Ralph. Ralph calls a meeting at this point without the little ones. Like, it's just kind of a secret meeting, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they don't want to scare them. So the twins tell everyone what they saw and they decide they need to hunt the beast. Jack and Ralph get into a fight, obviously. Jack says the conch is irrelevant now. He tries to punch Ralph, but he ducks. Piggy's told to stay with the little ones on the beach and the hunters and the big kids go to find the beast. Jack is leading at this point and Ralph and Simon are in the back. Simon is mad at himself because he's not able to speak up at the meetings and he gets scared, but he knows something that the others don't know. Like he has this information that he wants to share with them, but he can't get it out and he's frustrated about it. The hunters get to the Castle Rock, which is the place on the other side of the island that no one has gone to because they assume that's where the beast is. So Ralph tells the others to wait and he goes on alone. But of course, Jack catches up to him because he can't let Ralph do anything on his own. So they go up to Castle Rock and it's empty. They go back to the hunters and they say they need to go up to the mountain because that's where the twins were when they saw the beast. And also they need to check on the fire. Number one priority. Jack and the others want to stay and make a fort because they are children. So they argue for a little bit. Ralph puts his foot down, tells them no, they have to go find the beast. And they actually listen to him and they start heading back towards the mountain to find the beast. Alright, so that is the end of this episode. The next episode we're doing chapters 7 through 12 and going over themes. So go and listen to that one now. Go follow Brief Podcast on Instagram right now 
so that you can know when we post new books and also send your syllabi to our email hello at briefpodcast.com so that we know what books you need briefed.